Welcome to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. Please open your hearts to hear an anointed message that will encourage and empower you to walk in the love and light of God's Word. Beloved, we are beginning a new study entitled Lucifer's Elusive Gospel. As the minutes of the last days loom before us, it has never been more important than it is now for the people of God to come back to our first love and to contend once again for the true gospel of Jesus Christ. For eternal life and death hang in the balance of mankind hearing, believing, and receiving the unadulterated word of God that holds within it salvation's truth and heaven's destination. Lucifer, also known as Satan, which means adversary, is literally hell-bent on keeping as many as he can, blinded from the truth that will save them. He needs to create a following in order for him to be worshipped by and recognized as God over all. And being a master counterfeiter, he has patterned his own version of the gospel of Jesus Christ. In many ways, it resembles the genuine but it is only a shadow of the original. And frighteningly, many within the body of Christ are succumbing to its strategic beguilements. The word elusive is defined as something that is based on or producing illusion, meaning that it is misleading and deceptive. While the definition for illusion is something that is false or unreal, but seems to be true or real. And within this demonic strategy, there are many facets to the enemy's counterfeit of God's truth, in which he is purposed to rob, kill, and destroy, with each one being tailored to appeal to the senses of man, who in his fallen nature is saturated in self and the desire for his own godhood. But as masterful as the elusive gospel is, there are some telling missing components that reveal its forgery. You will never hear of sin, repentance, or the need for the cross, and the atoning blood sacrifice of Jesus the Savior. And herein lies the dangerous and eternal consequences of adhering to another gospel that Paul the Apostle warned of while placing a curse upon it. Under the cloak of Lucifer's false light, the elusive gospel is a do-good and feel-good gospel in which the ones who subscribe to it see their good deeds as a pass for their sinful behavior and rebellion against God's word, as though doing enough good works will cancel out the few places where they may have gone adrift from the full counsel of God's commandments. This, of course, stems from the fact that since the Garden of Eden, fallen man has been of the mindset that he has the power to decide what is right and what is wrong. In a commentary written for Christian forums, they offer valuable insight to this growing dilemma that has not only deceived the world, but more dangerously has infiltrated the church. It is entitled Christian Humanism, Replacing the Cross with the Golden Rule. And again, I'll be adding some additional Holy Spirit thoughts along the way. They write, Something extremely dangerous has made its way into the church. It seems good and right on the surface, but is, in fact, a diabolical lie and deception that is leading to a false unity and a false peace. 
and more importantly, to a false salvation security. This something is very widespread and yet often vague. It may go by several different names, such as Christian humanism or the social gospel. And the reason it is so deceptive is because it holds within it some of the key principles that are found in Scripture. At its foundation is the golden rule, which is taught in the Word of God and is definitely a lesson that all Christians would do well to heed. Some of its principles are found in such scriptures as Matthew 7:12, where it is written, Therefore, however you want people to treat you, so treat them, for this is the law and the prophets. And in Luke 6:31, it is also written, And just as you want people to treat you, treat them in the same way. These verses, along with such parables revealed in Matthew twenty-two thirty-four to 40 Luke 10, 25-28, and 29-37, at their heart, teach us the golden rule. The problem comes when man loves mankind, but does not love the one true God who created man. Just one look at our world today reveals much confusion and chaos. So many people are hurting and hopeless, and as Christians, when we see that, we should most definitely seek to respond with love, kindness, patience, and compassion. However, what we should not do is abandon the truth in the process. True love is not absence of truth. It is speaking the truth in love. That ultimate truth is the gospel of Jesus Christ, who alone is the truth and is the only real source of love and hope for this lost and dying world. Unfortunately, a false love and the false unity that it produces has infiltrated the church. It is built on loving one another, but at the cost of the truth of the gospel of salvation. The world's mindset of love says we should care for our fellow human beings while allowing them to be who they are, whatever that may encompass. It is held under the banner of unity and diversity and finding your own truth and authentic self. What they believe about God and eternity becomes irrelevant because the here and now is what is most important. The end result is that while on the surface it appears that love is the all-in-all of man's actions toward one another, it is only a ploy of the enemy, a masquerade and a forgery that is intended to keep mankind saturated in their fallen nature, where the sin of their rejection of God's truth holds them captive in the coffin of death that that sin demands. But nowhere is this more tragic than when the people of God fall into its trap. There is no denying that contending for the truth brings with it many challenges and difficulties. For when that narrow way is proclaimed to a world that is steeped in their own rebellion to God's word, and salvation's mandate of repentance of sins and complete surrender to Jesus as Savior and Lord is made certain to them, we will be called judgmental and unloving. And yet this should come as no surprise, for Jesus warned us that it would be this way. In John fifteen eighteen to 23 we read his admonition. If the world hates you, you know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love its own. 
but because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world. Therefore the world hates you. Remember the word that I said to you, a slave is not greater than his master. If they persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they kept my word, they will keep yours also. But all these things they will do to you for my name's sake, because they do not know the one who sent me. If I had not come and spoken to them, they would not have sin. But now they have no excuse for their sin. He who hates me hates my father also. The true gospel will be offensive because it certifies that there is only one way to be saved and that all other worldviews and religions will not because they cannot lead to eternal life. This is an affront to the whole premise of Lucifer's elusive and false gospel. In 1 Peter 2, 6-8 we read, For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word, and to this doom they were appointed. Therefore, in Lucifer's counterfeit elusive gospel, he attempts to eradicate the stone of stumbling and rock of offense by removing the cross and replacing it with a golden rule, allowing man to come together in love without the God of love or recognition of their sin and desperate need of his saving grace. In a commentary entitled Crossless Christianity, evidence is provided that bears witness to the infiltration of Lucifer's elusive gospel that is being propagated by the many modern-day preachers and ministers of what has become the crossless gospel. They write, They have winsome personalities. Their message is positive, even encouraging, bringing throngs of thousands into their sanctuaries every weekend. Their doctrinal beliefs are orthodox, at least on paper. What's more, multitudes of unchurched lost souls are attending services and hearing the gospel preached every week. But it is not the unadulterated word of truth that they are hearing, even though threads of that truth are scattered here and there, between the seeker-friendly and feel-good points of the message. This model of reaching unbelievers has been extremely effective, and their successes come in large part through adherence to certain marketing strategies found in the business world. One of the key principles that governs the seeker-sensitive movement is that pastors should tailor their message to what their congregations want to hear. One such pastor even polled his people to find out what they're looking for in a church. And he is not alone for this has become a common exercise when the goal is to build a mega-church. Christian marketing, which some may say is an oxymoron, have discovered that unsaved people are drawn to a message that emphasizes the love of God and de-emphasizes His judgment. The truth is that people simply do not want to hear confrontational preaching. They would rather have positive and uncondemning preaching that doesn't make demands on them. They also appreciate messages that dwell on the inherent goodness of man and the value of their own good works. But how does this line up with Scripture? 
when Peter gave his Holy Spirit-empowered message to the Jews on the day of Pentecost, the day that the true church of Jesus Christ was birthed, he accused them of murdering the Messiah. Luke wrote that they were pierced to the heart. And when, with heartbreaking sorrow, they asked him what they should do, he told them to repent. And from within that genuine, life-restoring change of heart, mind, and direction, 3,000 people were saved that day. And this is where we'll have to pause, beloved. In our next segment, we'll pick up where we left off as we continue to expose the masterful counterfeits of Lucifer's elusive gospel and replace it with a majestic proclamation of the genuine gospel of Jesus Christ, which alone holds within it the forgiveness of sins and salvation's eternal life promise. So until then, and as always, beloved, I bid you His agape. You've been listening to Love's Last Call with Evangelist Carol Ann of Agape Light Ministries. If you have a prayer request, please contact us at Agape Light Ministries, P.O. Box 6313, Chesterfield, Missouri, 63006, or via our website at www.agapelightministries.com. Again, that's www.agapelightministries.com. Dot agape light ministries dot com.